You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. And I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And joining us now, Mr. Leonard Kim. He's He's recognized as a top marketing influencer by Forbes and Brand24, a top digital and youth marketer by Inc. Magazine, and a top personal branding expert by Entrepreneur Magazine and Red Letter Resumes. Adweek recognized him as one of their socially strong entrepreneurs every VC should be following. He specializes in branding and growth strategies for experts and companies looking to win in the digital space. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Leonard Kim. Hi, everyone. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You have a fantastic resume. I felt like I could go on for days. Thank you. (laughs) It took a lot of hard work. Yeah, I would imagine. In fact, speaking of that, uh, why don't you tell us a little, little history of Leonard Kim and you know how you how you get to this level? Sure. How far back do you want me to start? From the beginning. <laughs> oh, from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, how old are you now? When did this thing start? <laughs> I'm about 32 years old right now. Oh, 32 years I guess, young. Yeah. I guess Love my it. whole journey started when I was about 17 to 18. There we go. My mom, she decided to say, hey, Leonard, guess what? You're going to pay for this apartment. You're going to pay for this car. You're going to pay for everything. I'm going to Hawaii. Have fun. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> nice, mom. Uh, Talk like, about trial by fire. Grow, you're going to grow up right now. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I work at Macy's. I sell women's shoes. Oh, that's what, great. what am I going to do? <laughs> that's great, doing the Al Bundy. All right. Exactly. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to pay for all this by working at Macy's, am I? Yeah, if you figured that out, didn't you? Yeah, so I went asked all my friends. I'm like, how much are you making at your job? How much are you making at your job? And I just went over and over. And one of my friends was like, four grand. I'm like, four grand, that's enough. And I'm like, he was working in car sales, and I had no idea how to sell cars or anything. I'm like, yeah, get me an interview there. So I go in, interview, first two months I'm working there. I'm like eating out of the popcorn machine because it's free. <laughs> like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. And I'm like earning like minimum wage, have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, third month, I finally figure it out. I started doing fairly decently, make around what my friend was making. But in like 2007, when I'm like 23, 21, 22, something like that, I'm like, so you know what? Right. I want something more. Yeah, yeah. And I went out there, I tried starting a business, it was in the music industry, it failed horribly, put me into a lot of debt. I had no idea that I could negotiate for buying things like everyone negotiates for me for cars. Right, exactly. (laughs) You're a journeyman out there doing it all, I love it. Then I'm like, you know what, this sucks, I'm in a lot of debt, I need to get out of debt. So now it's like 2008, I'm like, hey, my friends were buying Lamborghinis from this real estate thing. Maybe I should hop into that. So I get involved. I line up all these deals. Everything's ready to go. Then Bear Stearns goes down in that fire sale, and the market just crashes, oh. right? Yeah, that was 08. Bad year. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, oh, all those commissions, they're yeah, gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had this thing set. Yeah, it kind of sucked. Yeah. So after that, I'm like, you know, if real estate doesn't work, what's the next big thing everyone does? Investments. Let's go work at an investment fund. 
Then the investment market crashed. <laughs> Jeez. So after that, I went to go work for a startup. Uh, we did pretty well for a while, but then it just got top heavy. Uh, too many employees and everything, yep. so that fell apart. Happens, then yeah. I went and did like a million side projects, just trying to figure out what I was doing in life. Those all didn't work out. So um, I didn't pay my electricity bill for like six months because, you know, I couldn't really figure out what I was doing. <laughs> right, right. I'd rather eat than pay the bill. So, <laughs> so um, the lights shut off. I'm all showering in the dark, avoiding my friends, doing all this crazy stuff. Then steal electricity from the neighbor. Oh, I stole it from the hallway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love this story. Been there, done that, you know? <laughs> so I get a microwavable burrito from 7-Eleven. I bring it back home, and I'd be like, wait, I need a microwave this <laughs> I'm like, wait, there's no lights. <laughs> walk back so to 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> go out to the hall. <laughs> so, so I drag my microwave out into the hallway, plug it in, and charge it. I'm like, oh, yes, I got my meal. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So yeah, after, after a while, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. It's, it's, it's funny. I mean, you know, it's, we've, it's, we've all been there, though. Yes, and, and yeah. you're the kind of guy. It's like, okay, I'm going to find where I'm going, boy. And this journey is, uh, I'm enjoying where we are so far. I know it's a really a great story. Interesting to kind of hear the, you know, how he's he's finding his frequency uh, yeah, right now, right? As frequency. he's as going through the story, well, he's found his frequency. We're going to get to that. Yeah. The so next thing you know, I get that eviction notice, and I'm like, oh. Um, I call my mom. I'm like, Mom, you know how you left me to fend for my own? I failed at that, so I'm going to go under a bridge, live under a bridge now. Bye. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my baby. <laughs> so she calls my grandma, and then my grandma shows up out of nowhere and forces me to go live with her for a while. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got a roof. Cool. First two months, I'm just, like, laying around, like, playing video games, going, I don't really want to do anything. Then she starts yelling at me. She's like, you have to go find a job. You You can't just wheel the boots off me. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Then I'm like, okay, what's scarier? Working or getting yelled at by grandma? Getting yelled at by grandma is the scariest thing ever, right? Exactly, right, right. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. Uh, um, so I went on Craigslist. First job that would interview me, I just took it because I didn't want to grab my yell at me Exactly anymore, right? right. Paycheck, I'm in. <laughs> so this company, it's like in this janky little office. Like, they don't have any money to do anything. Like, I think I got paid like $2,300 total for being there for like six to nine months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I just don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> yeah, right. $112 a week or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Grandma, look, I have a check. <laughs> you can have exactly. It. Just don't yell at me. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> That's how it was. And it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I can't do this forever. So I reached out to a few friends. One of them was like, hey, you can live on my sofa for 100 bucks a month. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, I can turn my whole life around if I go back to L.A. and live on the sofa, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 100 bucks a week? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I do that. And... After a while, I asked my friend for a job. She gets me an entry-level position at American Honda. And I'm like, okay, things are going to be good. Let me go out there and try doing something big again so I can get my life back on track, pay off all this debt and everything. So all these little side projects I work on just fail over and over and over. Nothing works. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't have any clue what I'm doing with my life. So I kind of gave up. And I wrote my ex a letter. I'm like, hey, um, Goodbye. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So she calls me, she forces me to be with her, picks me up and starts yelling at me, calls me selfish, ridiculous, and all these other things. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I am selfish. Maybe I should like sit on this decision. Then, like, after that conversation, a few months later, I go out with a few friends. I drink a little too much. I don't realize that I left my keys for my apartment, or my roommate gave me the keys to the front door because I lost them earlier that day. So I go and I hop over the fence, and I land wrong, so I break my ankle. And now I have, like, three months to think about my life and what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, we got time to think, right. Well, I, you know, we we are all glad that you had that time to think. By the way, <laughs> it was a really nice time to reflect. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a firm believer that like where you are today is exactly where you're supposed to be. And in that moment, I'm like, I'm supposed to be here because of all the stupid decisions I made. <laughs> right. So I went through like trial and error and thought back on my uh, process for all the decisions that led me here. And I'm like, oh. Maybe I was selfish, like what my ex told me. Maybe I am stupid. Maybe I'm this and this and this. Then I yep. start piecing it all together, and I go deeper and deeper, and I uh, go back to how my grandfather raised me. I'm like, whoa, you know, everyone loved my grandfather. They mm-hmm. all like looked at him with that twinkle in their eye. Yep. He helped out everywhere he could. Big cafeteria. Yeah, and he was this great guy, and I was like this douche, and I'm just sitting here going, what what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> I fell far from the tree. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, you know what? I got to live my life in the exact same way my grandfather did, because he lived his life with like love and giving, and here I'm thinking about three people, me, myself, and I. Right. So I was like, you know what? I got to give back to the world. But I thought about it for a moment, and I looked at my resume, and it was like full of broken dreams and failures, right. and I was like, hmm. I don't have anything to really give back. Then I thought back on when a friend told me, hey, Leonard, you know, no one's absolutely useless. You can always serve as a bad example. And I thought about that for a moment. I was like, whoa, wait, I'm that bad example. I can tell everyone, like, what I did in my life so they could avoid those mistakes. But I didn't really know how I was going to do it. Was I going to go on video? No, I was going to write because, you know, it's easier to write. I had a little BlackBerry I could use because I couldn't afford an iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) So I just like on the bus ride to work, I'd be like typing up an article or two. At work, I'd be writing some more. On the way home, I'd be writing some more. Then within like six months of writing, I ended up with like two million reads on my content. I was like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. At that point, I realized I needed to like make a website, go out there and figure out my brand. And in the process, like 18 months into my writing, I had like 10 million reads, 20,000 social media followers. Um, within that time frame, all these people were asking me, hey, Leonard, can you mentor me? Can you teach me how to do what you right. did? Or you're such an inspiration. You're this or that. And I'm like, are you sure you're talking to the right person? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know my background. <laughs> exactly. That, that's great. And, like, that whole time, I was, like, in disbelief. But one day, it just clicked on me. I'm like, if everyone keeps asking me to help them do what I did, mm-hmm. why don't I just do that? That's my so business. I, yeah. So I started up Influence Tree. It's a course that teaches people how to go out there, build their brands, get featured in publications, and grow their social media following. And now, what this is, like, maybe four years in or something, I have over 500,000 social media followers, all these publications. 
That's all incredible. this weird stuff that's happened that would have never happened if I didn't start writing. I know that's just a really good story of like finding your frequency and, yeah. and finding it the hard way. You know, uh, you know, Jeff and I come from uh, kind of an old school mentality of you know school of hard knocks and you know working as hard as you can and putting in the hours and you know banging your head against the wall and failing and then succeeding Trials, and failing. Tribulations, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, the downfalls, the pitfalls. Are you the still rising are you, up? Are you still eating Seven Eleven burritos? I should go try one today, huh? <laughs> you know, it's funny because reminisce. <laughs> I, I see the food truck drive by sometimes here at the studio, and I'm like, I would really love a deep fried burrito. Yeah, and then go in the hallway those, and plug in your microwave. Those food truck burritos are amazing. They are. <laughs> so, Leonard, it's what? You know, what are you working on right now? You know, I know that you're already, you know, uh, out there in the world and you're, you're helping people with brands and marketing and all of that good stuff. But what are, what are you doing right now? What, what's the project you're working on? Well, two weeks ago, I just spoke at TEDx UC Irvine. That was pretty neat. Nice. It was on the pursuit of greatness. My talk was on why you should let your fears guide you. That got really good feedback, so I'm waiting for that to be edited. I worked on getting some media attention for that. I have 13 features going out once that goes live, so that's going to be pretty cool. That's nice. awesome. Um, so uh, when, when when Forbes writes uh, writes about you or Brand Twenty Four or Entrepreneur Magazine, do they approach you and say, "Listen, Leonard, we want to do a story on you," or what is that all about? Ninety five percent of the time, they approach me. Yep. Because they see me in a different publication, they notice what I'm doing on social media. They see me on the talk. They see. Something someone talks about me. Millions of followers and all that good stuff. Yeah, they get directed to me somehow. But then for these um, 13 features for the TEDx that I lined up because I kind of wanted to make a big deal out of it. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So let me ask you, how important is consistency when you're building a social media audience? Well, consistency is pretty important. You have to be out there creating content all the time because, like, let's say, let's say I'm a normal person and I'm working at a big company and I don't have time to check social media all the time. Let's say I check it once every two weeks. Um, those days that I'm not checking, I'm going to forget about you. Then I'm going right. to remember you right back when I get into that feed. Mm-hmm. So if you're not creating content all the time, people are going to forget who you are. True. Very true. And do you have a recipe for success? Uh... One of the core things you have to do is kind of like how I had that discovery process when I went back and reflected throughout my life to figure out all my mistakes and figure out where my core um, story came from. You have to go out there and figure out what your core story is. You have to create a bio that's compelling. Like I see a lot of people go out there and what they'll do is they'll make their bio just like their resume. Right. But have you ever tried to read a resume? Yeah. It's, it's so boring, isn't it? <laughs> I've been through many. Yes, they are boring. Now I'm going to completely reevaluate the bio on my LinkedIn page. Thanks, Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's, it's true, funny because that's what mine says. It's like, I do all of this stuff. Yeah, it's right, pretty right. much like a, a resume. <laughs> you just look at it. It's like nine pages deep. You're like, oh, crap. I'm just going to go change it to like one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting here reading it going, cool, he does stuff. How does that relate to me? (laughs) Yeah, right, right, right. So um, what you have to do is you have to put in like your personal quirks, things you like, things that are relatable to others. Like back when I used to do car sales, I was told the first thing you have to do is meet and greet. The second thing you have to do is sell yourself. The third thing you have to do is sell your company. 
But so many people go out there and they try to sell their company first or do something else first, when really what they should be doing is selling themselves and building that connection. Selling yourself doesn't mean, hey, I'm the greatest person out there. I mean, right. hey, I, I like boats. Do you like boats too? I like dogs. Do you like dogs too? <laughs> like those are the kinds of conversations that you could have in person yep. where you could ask questions and be like, do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this? Oh, me too. I did this last week. And you could start to build that affinity and liking for each other so you could communicate better. Nice. But then there's so many people online, they leave those things out and it just looks like, I don't know, like paint drying on the wall. It's like boring. <laughs> it's like, why do I want to look at this? <laughs> right, right. So it, would you say that's the most important thing that people mess up on? Uh, with maybe their profiles? Yeah, it's the biggest thing there is because, I mean, let's say I read like an amazing piece of content or I hop onto one of your uh, radio shows and listen to it and I'm like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. I want to go learn more about Jeff and Ryan. Then I go to your bios and it's like, Jeff is a radio show host. He <laughs> works in XYZ state. And it's like dry and like oh, there's nothing there. Crap, I'm like, I better go oh. look at my uh, bio. <laughs> yeah, you're, actually, Jeff's bio is pretty good because it tells a story of where how Jeff got to where he is, you know, which I think is an important uh, piece, right? You know, because that, that story is something that other people can resonate with, you know, kind of like your story of, you know, failing and failing and failing and getting yelled at by grandma and the girlfriend and then kind of figuring that out with your reflection. That is a great, you know, kind of story of that leads up to where you are. And, uh, you know, I think that's important for people to kind of resonate with your story. And, and yeah, so I'll absolutely take a critique. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a story there, that's going to get people to buy into you and want to get to know you more. So then that's that's how I see the process. One is the content you're creating. It leads them to two, want to learn more about you. Uh, you need a link to your company in your bio. So if people want to learn more about you professionally, they go and learn more about you professionally. And that's where they go buy services. Most people, they just do it two phases. They just do the content, then the uh, buy. But then I'm not sold fully on you just by your content. I need to know who you are too. Because people do business with people they like, right? Yeah. And if I know you're an expert, but I don't know if I like you, there's a lower probability that I'm going to hire you, hire you to work with you. So very true. So yeah, I think the bio is the most important part. I mean, it doesn't really matter what content you create. You can create like memes, you can create inspirational stuff, you can create whatever it is. All you have to do is just stick to whatever you're making. Well, hey, Leonard, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about Influence Tree uh, and, and about the course and, and how people can get connected with it? Sure. So the course, what it basically does is we broke it down week by week. You can't excel into the next week until you finish the first week's assignment. And the reason for that is because we want every single person who goes through the course to get immediate results with their brand. The first week, we have a post-it note exercise, which helps people discover exactly who they are. My business partner, Ryan Folan, came up with this concept. What you do is you get two different sets of post-it notes. Let's say one's yellow and one's green. On the first yellow set, you write down one word that describes you on as many as possible. So it could be like fun, uh, funny, exciting, leader, cocky, arrogant, whatever it may be. Right, you write right, down right. every single thing that you can to describe yourself. Then on the second there. set... Oh, one more minute. Yeah. Second set, you pass it out to all your friends, and you're like, hey, this is a <clears throat> right now one word two, and you go collect them. And now you group them together. Then the next lesson, what that does is it teaches you how to bridge that together. Then it teaches you how to make your bios, and it goes out there and teaches you how to make content. 
to getting featured in publications, going social media following, yeah. and so forth. Awesome. So you go in the exact process you need to build up success. So Jeff and I are sitting here looking at each other while you're you're <laughs> guiding this, yeah. and you know uh, Jeff has been in the uh, media business for a really long time. I've been on the tech side of the media business for a long time, but you know I'm a terrible marketer, right? I I just do technology stuff, but I can't tell you anything about marketing. Um, so uh, what are, what did Jeff and I have to do to go and um, experience Influence Tree ourselves so we can come back? and report back about how it impacted us and what we're doing with our radio show and with Voice America. Sure. I'll get you guys set up. Uh, send me an email, but for everyone else, you can go out there and go to influencetree.com. You can take a short quiz that asks you where you stand with your brand and you'll get to discover exactly where you are at right now. And the lesson plans will be able to teach you how to go out there and build massive success. Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. Leonard, listen, uh, thanks for being on the show. You were a fantastic guest, uh, and we will absolutely speak uh, sometime in the near future, but it was great having you, man. Perfect. Anytime. Let me know whenever you want to chat. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, you brought up some really cool topics as it relates to uh, marketing. And I want to bring you on maybe for one of our shows about blockchain and how that uh, is going to impact marketing and several other industries moving forward, because I think it's going to be a game changer coming down the pipeline. And thank you again for your time, Leonard. And one more time with the website. Influencetree.com. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Stay tuned. We come back from this commercial break with our next guest, Mr. John Duffy. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Voice America. we got a live stream going there now. And, of course, all over Twitter at Radio Ryan 1 at Jeff Spinney 2. Take a quick commercial break. Special thanks to Leonard. And we'll be right back right after these messages, Finding a Frequency. 